0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com
1: All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, We're going to talk about food storage, but we're going to talk about food storage now or like, you know, in the pandemic or once things start getting a little hairy and the supplies aren't really the same and the long-term food stuff that you can order isn't quite the same. It's kind of a different world. It's so we wanted to take a look at what it's like now. What can you do now to get the most bang for your buck and ensure that your family's going to have what they need? You know, that the supplies, the toilet paper, the whatever, paper towel, burger, whatever the hell it is you're having a hard time for, we're going to hopefully give you some new solutions. Um Things you want to look for, put you ahead of the curve and maybe just, uh, you know, get you a little bit more prepared. Right. That's what it's all about. So, Kevin, um, I don't know. What are you thinking?
2: Well, I think uh, right now a lot of people are are deciding they should be prepping. You know, this is uh, what happened uh, over the past few months has been a good idea um, on how things can go wrong pretty quick, you know. Um, as soon as we realized the toilet paper was empty, the toilet paper shelves were empty. They stayed empty, you know, didn't, yeah. didn't see that, didn't see that coming. And all of a sudden, you know, you're out there spraying your bunghole with a garden hose, trying, to, oh, trying oh. to get cleaned up. Um, And, you know, now a lot of people are jumping and thinking about what about food? What about, you know, meat and vegetables? What about uh this and that? What about everything that, they haven't been storing up on any of these things could go you know anything any of these things could go sideways um if you don't have a supply sitting at your house so uh i see prices are shooting up for long-term storage stuff uh prices are going up in in any of the prepping websites where you can buy you know buy non-perishable uh, goods prices are going so, up i so did you take a look at that light. actually yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to be a little creative with our, our shopping now.
1: Now, so I did check out just two of the big ones that I've dealt with personally. Um, my Patriot supply mm-hmm. has three months of food storage for $797. That's a lot of money for $797? three
2: months.
1: $797. $797. And the kicker is ships in about eight weeks. Right. And that's ships. ships. Yeah. Um, Wise food storage is along the same price, a little bit cheaper, I guess. They're saying uh, one month for $219. Um, right. So that's what you're looking at. And I don't think either one is offering free shipping. So that's another kicker to you know think about there. So the bottom line, if you're planning on using your food in the next year, that's not going to be the solution that's the hey you never know I'm planning for the future and you do that kind of planning when things are cheap when they have specials when things are whatever cuz you can throw out a lot of bags of rice after you keep them for 5 years before that ever becomes a win on your you know your price point so right something to think about. And honestly, like I know my Patriots ply a lot of it's like potato soup and stuff like that. And it does fill bellies and give you calories, but it's not going to give you, uh, it's not going to give you the, um, the protein and stuff you're necessarily looking for, Now they do have high protein, um, options and you can buy like just a meat thing. And I have a lot of, you know, stuff like that. And I'm not saying don't buy it. I'm just saying don't buy it at a premium because there's better ways to go.
2: That's right. That's right. And a lot of those things that, um, you know, when they say one month or two month, uh, three month supply, it's, it's a supply, but they're counting it at a lower calorie intake. A lot of those say three month supply at a thousand calories a day. That's not really your existing.
1: Uh, right. Exactly.
2: And the food tastes um, awful, awful. They're not picking uh picking the food that you want to eat. They're picking the food that's the cheapest that they, that will store the longest. And that's fine. It's good to have something in there where you can get your calories in an emergency. But wouldn't it be better off to eat something you enjoy eating rather than the tasteless graham crackers they give you in these things?
1: Hmm. <laughs> Now, again, don't get me wrong when prices are cheap and you're paying about a hundred dollars for a month of food, I think you should buy some and you need to plan and and think of stuff that's going to last. But I guess let's start with where did you uh, where did you find some shortcomings when when all this uh, stress on the grocery stores and even just when you were limited by going out to the store? Mm -hmm. what uh what were some of the first things that you really found like oh shit I'm really lacking there what did you notice what was coming up
2: you know my I have to admit my medicine cabinet was uh surprisingly low on some of the things that I use you know that my family uses every every you know day or every week you know um things like heartburn medicine and uh cold medicine you know I had to realize I had to run out and pick some some of this stuff up because I didn't have it stored. I had plenty of Tylenol, but right. um you know, all the other little things. Uh I was low on uh on uh the Benadryl cream for like uh bug bites and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, spring started and everybody was out in the yard getting things together and the mosquitoes were out there too. And uh wasps and all sorts of flying gross things and I didn't have any uh you know any stuff to, to smear on my poison ivy the next day.
1: Yeah, that,
2: that sucks.
1: Um, yeah, actually one of the big uh, medicine cabinet fails, uh, that I I noticed was, uh, I'm actually usually really good about buying, uh, allergy medicine. Um, Mm -hmm. I go to like Sam's club or something and I buy the bulk, uh, you know, whatever it is, Claritin or Zyrtec or whatever, and, and I end up buying, you know, because you can buy, they have like 400 pills at a time or something. So if you buy two or three, you know, assuming that multiple people in the family are, are using it, then, you know, you're good for a year or two out for 30 bucks or whatever. But, uh, when this all first came, uh, crashing down on us, they didn't have any for like four weeks or so. And I ended up having to order some off Amazon to, you know, keep it all steady and going. And then eventually, you know, it showed up. They had some later, but I mean, that's it. Just something, you know, day to day that you fail to plan for can really catch you off guard and throw you, uh, throw you for a loop. Um, what else besides medicine stuff, uh, any Um, cooking issues or
2: yeah, no, I think I had a pretty good uh, supply of all the, uh, all the food and things like that <clears throat> what i noticed i've been using a lot lately because uh uh i was a little short on on uh cleaning spri- supplies mm-hmm. um so i uh loaded up with a bunch of bleach which I, you know i've always got plenty of bleach around cuz it's such a useful little chemical right but, you know it doesn't it doesn't store well you can only really store it for about 6 months uh before it starts degrading and it's potent mm-hmm. But, you know, it's real useful when it comes to like mopping floors, you know, mix it in with some water. And uh, I think it, it's like a a third of a cup for every gallon uh, that you mix up for cleaning. You know, it's a good, good ratio. And, uh, right. you know, that covers a lot of different cleaning chemicals. You can wipe down all your countertops, your floors. You can even wash your hands in it. And, uh, right. you know.
1: I know one of the things before, I mean, I was big on like hand sanitizer. I'd buy the uh, the big jug at Sam's Club and then refill the smaller bottles because I'd keep them in my work van because I'm in and out of people's houses all the time. And right. uh, And that way, you know, if I'm in the middle of nowhere for lunch or whatever, I don't have to worry about washing my hands after I was just like disassembling a gross washing machine or something, you know? Right. Um, There's still grossness all over my hands, but at least it's sanitized, you know, (laughs) come on. Um, (laughs) So whatever. Anyway, that and then, you know, once I uh, got a new job. Now, it's not really something in my world. I wasn't really a hand sanitizer person otherwise. Um, So, you know, it was something that I didn't have. Actually, I'm still working off the same bottle that when all this kind of went down, I still have in the truck and it's about a third full and actually stores are finally starting to get it again. Um, Paper towels are a big hit that uh, keep disappearing that really all paper products, um, you know, toilet papers, obviously the big thing where I am, we still don't have toilet paper, but as you guys know, I still do. Turns out I've, I've hit about a little less than a third of my supply has been used, so we're doing all right. I think we're going to make it through. Um, they did actually, I, I was able to get some uh, paper towels yesterday and uh, you know that kind of stuff. One of the things we first noticed was uh, bread.
2: Bread, Just right. Just
1: because, oh, when we're not going to the store for a week and- It was something that you can't really keep, you know, long term. So I think having the option or a way, you know, I mean, we keep seeing like yeast is selling out all the time, but having, um, a way to make bread or some kind of bread substitute, um, you know, there, there are different things you can do, uh, you know, even Bisquick or corn muffin mix or things like that can, you know fill bellies and kind of give you that same deal without, you know, without actually being the same thing, you know, uh, maybe a cake, whatever, different things like that. Um, Another thing like eggs we were zipping through, you know, I always had chickens before. Um, I have chickens now, but they're not at the point where they're laying because I just moved. Um, But they're coming along. I'm not too worried about that. And so far the stores are holding up. But it's something that I notice, you know, that I'm going out, and then the other thing is milk. So it's like milk, bread, and eggs seem to be the big thing. So now let's talk about, you know, we are starting to see some shortages still. Um, like I said, if you walk into our grocery stores here, there, are, there's no paper products. I, I walked in and I, I went to the toilet paper aisle. And I saw the guy grabbing flushable wipes. And I was like, damn, things are bad, yeah. you know? Um, the uh, And that was it. That was the only thing on the shelf. And I just was like, well, sucks to be you. I don't know. and uh, But so there are things. Uh, a lot of the meat, because of the meat processing, you know, being shut down, a lot of the meat is not there. Now, this last visit I had, was a little more fruitful and and there was, you know, a decent amount of meat on the shelf. I don't know if I caught it at the right time or if just, you know, things are starting to come back a little bit. But when I think you need to look at things as opportunity. Um, if you want to get through this and have a decent amount, when things are there and and you need to realize, you know, like feminine hygiene products or things like that, You know things that you can't live without, without severely disrupting your comfort. Mm -hmm. You need to kind of take advantage of those while you can get them, and at least set yourself, you know, a month or two ahead, you know, with things, and you decide how severe it's going to be if you don't end up with these items. Um, You know, if things, you know, how bad is it going to get? That should tell you how much you should be buying you know, how much extra or how much extra you might be willing to pay.
2: Right. Um, and I think a you lot think people, about
1: things like that.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of people overlook a lot of the stuff that you can store for extended periods of time, like the feminine hygiene products, like, you know, paper towels and toilet paper, you can store them a long time, but they do take up a lot of space. So you have to be conscientious of that. You
1: know, they take up space. And as you had pointed out earlier, uh, Rodent control is kind of an issue, you know, right. having, uh, you know, if you're putting them in the shed or whatever, cause so oh, they take up space or even the attic, you run the risk that mice or something might get in there. So you may want to consider throwing it in Tupperware or things like that. Um, All right.
2: do so to, uh, I do have list.
1: What do you got? Yeah. Go right, let's
2: just hit on some, some stuff that we can buy right now, uh, for a decent price that we can store for a long time. And Let's hear it. what I'd like to do is, is do the, uh, the five gallon buckets. You know, they make the square yes. ones and the round ones. Some people like the square ones cause they pack in there nicely, but it just has to have a lid. Really. All you really want to do is enclose enclose your products so that, you know, mice and, and other vermin aren't, aren't easily getting in, into them. So, you know, a couple of things, a couple of great items for those uh, five gallon buckets is, uh, bags of rice. Now, yep. a lot of this stuff you want to repackage, you know, into, you know, heavier plastic bag or a Mylar pack. A lot of people put them in the Mylar packs. Um, now with dried foods like this, you want to have some of the, um, uh, some of those packets, you know, to draw the moisture out. So you're not, not getting, uh, getting mildewy and, and getting moisture in there. So we do uh, rice. I like dried beans. They're real, last a long time, five years or so. Um, pastas, any kind of pasta is, is great. Uh, honey lasts forever. Um, dried fruits are really good if you, as long as you can keep them really dry. And uh, oatmeal is another great one that goes in, you know, you can put in those in those bins. And they're just going to, it's just going to last forever. Um, now, it's important To keep in mind that some of the, uh, some of these items are going up a little bit in price. You can get Mm -hmm. rice still. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's not like break your, break your budget expensive. It's it's rice, you know, it's, it's cheap. Now don't don't get the brown rice because brown rice has, uh, has more of a, a higher oil content than the white rice does. And that oil can go rancid. So the brown rice won't last as long as the white rice does. Um, my mama always said that uh, the more color food has, the more uh, nutritious it is, and that might be the case with is rice. Is that what your mama rice, always brown, said? Brown rice, yep. But uh, you know, I think in in certain case where you're looking for something that your family eats anyway, something that isn't uh, isn't going to go bad long term, and something that's going to have a lot of uh, a lot of calories in it, um, you know, it's a good thing to ha- good thing to have around. You know, it's easy. It fills bellies and, um, you know, put some of your dried beans on top of it and make it a make it a fancy rice meal. Right.
1: No, Uh, that's that's...
2: good. One one thing I did want to talk about that I I forgot to mention when we were talking about the medicine cabinet is, uh, you know, when you're disrupting your diet, like like you might be, you you know, eating rice and beans and oatmeal and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, you may not have as much variety in your food as you regularly, regularly would. So I would suggest just having some multivitamins in the cabinet, you know, to supplement your, your dietary needs. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of the people that have been really getting sick with this coronavirus have had extremely low levels of vitamin E. So that might be something if you're out in general public, you're worried about getting sick. You might want to have your vitamins, be taking your vitamins every day and making sure that you're not shorting yourself on anything important.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, I would say uh, like soft grains like uh, rye, winter wheat, flour, um, those are great in the five-gallon buckets. If you throw in some oxygen absorbers, realistically, you can get as far as like 10 years. I mean, if you plan for Mm -hmm. five, plan to, you know, what you're going to use in the next five years, you probably, you know, do better, but you should go as far as 10 years with stuff like that. Also 10 years, um, a lot of the beans, pinto, lima, uh, black turtle, kidney, black eye, uh, garbanzo Mm -hmm. beans, all those would be great. Pasta, you know, how often do we see like the 10 for $10 deals at the, you know, store, maybe not as much anymore.
2: You don't see them now. You can barely find pasta at my grocery store. Right.
1: And if you were doing that before, you know, you were king of the world. Right. So, you know, stuff like that, when you see it, you know, if these things pop up, they did have like breakfast sausage five for five the other day when I was out. I was like, finally, you know, something decent. Um, Coconut oil. You had mentioned honey. Uh, Apple cider vinegar is a nice thing to, uh, you know, store long-term. Yeah, that's and, another one that of those products
2: also, you can just keep forever.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, you know, antibiotic-type stuff that going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just overall like a great health food to add to things and has, you know, a bunch of uses. I'm sure if you Google it, you can find a lot of cool things there. A thousand
2: things you can do with vinegar, right?
1: Right. Uh, powdered milk is, you know, maybe a way you can extend things. Um, like I said, I was kind of, you know, that's not what I'd be using and whatever. But if you're afraid, like actually one of the ways I got around it was it was kind of by accident originally when all this started, the stores had like no milk and there was none. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I ended up getting stuck. The only thing left was that a two milk, which is the one that's supposed to be like, if you thought you were lactose intolerant, maybe it's just whatever you can buy this a2 milk that like has one less protein in it or something i don't really know all right have to go research that shit tasted it was great for like cereal or doing with you know other stuff it right. actually kind of felt like it didn't have flavor you know it was more a lack of flavor
2: right than, i got
1: you. it it kind of tasted like a little like a little less fatty or a little mm-hmm. less buttery than than milk does If that helps, like maybe if you like watered down a glass of milk, you know, Uh, something like
2: that. Yeah, my wife gets that 2% milk. That's probably... Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Um, Yeah. Think more like 1%. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, the reason I I brought it up is it really lasts like three or four weeks. A lot longer, huh? If what I was doing now when I go is I'll buy a fresh milk and then I'll buy one of the A2 milks. So that way I can kind of keep from having to go out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Cause it, that, that way that one's not going to go bad and I'll still have something in there. Right.
2: Um, look for milk, meals, is the, milk is one of those things that, that, uh, you know, disappears quick as, you know, as, yeah. as things, things progress. So that's really, uh, you know, and condensed milk is another thing that you can put that on your shelf for, for months. It's just, you know, it tastes horrible, but you know, sometimes you just got to suck it up.
1: I mean, we're doing, we're finding, uh, now that, that, you know, the wife and kids are home most of the time. And, uh, so they're doing a lot more like sandwiches for lunch and that Uh kind of thing. Cause I mean, I think I hate to say it, I mean, you kind of notice that. We used to do a lot of going out for lunch, you know, and and even right. if it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll stop by McDonald's and just get a cheeseburger or something, or right. you know, maybe not even like a whole big meal or something, but oh, I can hit you know Taco Bell and just do the, uh, you know, a couple of burritos or something, you know, whatever. And now we're starting to do a lot of like homemade sandwiches kind of thing. So right. that's really you know putting on the meat and that kind of thing. Um, you know, so canned chicken, canned tuna, that kind of stuff works. Canned vegetables will keep. We're noticing there's like definitely limited um fresh vegetables and also even frozen vegetables. On right. The shelf. For some reason
2: they're disappearing faster than the uh the canned yeah. stuff.
1: Is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, just that's one more option. Um, again, look for the value in the deals, but I agree. Nobody's really doing sales. It's like the gun stores, you know, there's just not too much available out there for, you know, special stuff. Um, but peanut butter, you know, if you can buy, you know, they, even with that, like they'd have like Peter Pan peanut butter, which is like the smaller cans, but they do 10 for 10 on that at some of the grocery stores, um, tea and coffee. There's something that'll keep that. You may want to get ahead of the curve on and not get stuck. Um, right. I signed up with uh, with um, Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, I think it's like I, I find that doing a pot a day and to get through the whole month were like three bags, and they're like fourteen bucks a bag. And if you guys use the affiliate link that I throw up on the page. I can get 20% off my order see what I did there. (laughs) And then, uh, and they, they always have like free shipping. So if you do the club, you know, it's what, so that breaks down to like $45 a month. And, uh, with the 20% off, it gets even cheaper. So I'm just saying, yeah, $45 a month
2: is a lot cheaper than, uh, the $5 a day Starbucks habit that some people have.
1: It, It definitely beats you out there. Um, you know, you guys decide what's right. I mean, you can buy the big like $8 thing of Folgers and that'll mm-hmm. probably last you the whole month. And if you're really trying to be bed budget conscious, that's the way to go. But I got to say, it doesn't taste very good. And, you know,
2: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I always have a couple of those cans in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I just, honestly, I just don't drink it anymore. I, I like the fancy coffee. It got spoiled. My wife yeah, you know. uh, talked me into getting the fancy coffee one time. And then I was like, that's it. That's it. Now exactly. buying a bag of drink.
1: So, yeah, I think I get like the black beard one. I don't even know what it's called, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying you guys wouldn't go wrong if you got some, uh, you know, survival coffee. I'm just saying. Um, another thing you can still buy uh, nice and cheap are like ramen noodles. They're high calorie. They cost nothing. Um, herbs and spices now they'll last a long time so and they can make bad things taste a little less bad i don't know if i mm-hmm. would use the word good but they it can make things that. less bad so that's something you know you might want to consider uh, stocking up on but the idea is you really need to start thinking outside the box as far as looking for value um looking for you know maybe mixing up the menu uh We're incorporating a lot of greens. I mean, the garden's already hitting a lot of lettuce already this year, you know, so far where I am, which is awesome. You guys really need to start thinking about doing a garden if you haven't done it. Um, You really, you know, supplementing your food supply with stuff that you're growing is one bringing the nutrition, it's bringing the fresh food that's harder and harder to come by. And you know, planning it now when things get even tighter and things, you know, get more in demand or start disappearing off the shelves, then you're going to have it growing. Um, You know, for like 30 bucks, you can buy tons and tons of potato plants. You know, you'll buy Mm -hmm. seed potatoes, plant those and get those growing. Then when it's time that you feel like you might need them, they're going to be there. And nobody's belly goes hungry when you got lots of potatoes. And to be honest, even though like French fries and, and stuff like that, you know, that's probably the catch up too, that put on the pounds in the midsection, they also, uh, potatoes are really good for you. They have a lot of vitamins and they're actually pretty decent. Um, so you may want to look into that as far as, you know, a long-term uh, survival kind of food. You really... Your garden can be the huge supplement that you need to bring the freshness. And then you want to think about too is like bartering. Think about your neighbors. You know, hey, I can grow, you know, a hundred foot row of potatoes in my yard, but my neighbor has chickens and how cool would it be if I could trade a bag of potatoes for two or three dozen eggs, you know, that kind of thing can really pay off. So and you know if you do have downtime, start looking for the useful skills and the ways to kind of whatever you know to supplement your stuff coming in yeah I well, know I... that yeah go ahead
2: yeah I mean if you're if you're looking at a at your garden and you're thinking you know food's going downhill quality fresh foods going downhill fast you can plant spinach and 45 days later you're already picking it. You know, it's a fast turnaround for a lot of these vegetables, a lot of the leafy, lettucey vegetables. Uh, you have a real fast turnaround on that sort of stuff. Yeah. You don't, you know, it's and not planting it and then, you know, waiting three months before you can uh, harvest anything.
1: Right. And if you plant the appropriate amount of lettuce, you should be able to go out every single day and pick like through a rotation where right. once you get to the end, you can go right back to the first ones. Mm -hmm. And be picking new lettuce, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say for one person, what, you probably need a row about maybe like seven feet long of lettuce to have it kind of be continuous every day. Right. You figure that. So, you know, and if you're just doing it three rows wide or whatever, you know, it doesn't take a big area to keep yourself in lettuce. And, you know, I've even mentioned to the wife, if she doesn't want to put a vegetable out for that night, it's okay with me.
2: Yeah. I could I could skip my vegetables every once in a while. I could skip them, you know, here and yeah. there.
1: It's all right. You know, last night we we went out. I, I finally got a grill now that I'm I'm all moved. I cuz I left the grill uh when I escaped from New York, you know, Cuomo was like, "Give me something." And I just had to <laughs> take the grill. Take the grill. I'm going. And uh so I just freaking uh, left it and ran, you know. But uh now now I so I go and I get a grill and I'm out there and I I, I season the burners or whatever it is that old men do uh-huh. and uh, you know <laughs> old man stuff and uh, so anyway I got it all set up and I I go I make some burgers and the wife's inside makes like some kind of macaroni salad and whatever and she's like but wait what what vegetable are we gonna do and I'm like there's pickles. You know, mm-hmm. that,
2: that's a vegetable. That's We're a vegetable. Good. That's what goes on the burger.
1: And she couldn't help herself, though. She had to cut up tomatoes and cucumbers <laughs> and all this other stuff. And, you know, oh, well, there has to be. And I'm like, there doesn't. That's the thing, yeah. you
2: know. Yeah, the dirty little secret is that I don't like vegetables. I don't like them. Now, I grow them on and I eat them all the time, but right, I, don't, right. I don't like them.
1: Now she could make the same argument that it's possible to have a dinner without meat.
2: Eh, and, that's, I don't know that that's dinner. Just, oh, that's, you know, exactly. Do you, do you really want to risk that? Uh-huh. You know, so you can yeah. eat your vegetables and your fruits and all that sort of stuff, or you can just eat something that already ate all that stuff. You know, then yeah. you've got everything, you know, why, <laughs> eat, the food that, why right? eat the food? That's your food's food. When you can just eat your regular food and you're getting your vegetables that way.
1: Yeah. So, you know, just realize there are, you know, other options and starting to, I guess where we're going with that is, you know, you can mix it up. You don't have to do what you've always done. Look at what's available and what's, you know, what's accessible in the stores, you know, don't have a firm list when you go shopping Instead, look around and see what's available to you, and and go with that. You know, expand it and uh, see yeah. if you can't find a way to make it work in the new world. That, that's what yeah. I would say. Now, Kevin, you had pointed out that uh, the Spanish flu had a little resurgence back in the day. Is that what? Yeah, happened? yeah.
2: After the war ended, uh, everybody came back and started partying, and the Spanish flu came back and hit even harder than it had during the war. Um, So now I think this coronavirus uh, is kind of petering out at this point. Uh, Everybody's starting to open back up and go back to work. Um, And as a prepper, I think it it would be uh, wise to keep in mind that it's possible this all starts all over again. And that's probably not going to happen. I'm not trying to fear monger or anything like that. Right. But as a prepper, we should be prepping for this to go on for another six months. If, if you know, something crazy happens that virus could mutate it could uh change it could um you know it could start spreading all over the place now that we open back up and just not knowing what's gonna happen is uh is a it's reasonable to to kind of kind of slowly get your things together if if uh you weren't prepping before this um you might want to start now and there are some places where you can go and, and spend way too much money because everybody's banking on, on the panic. But yeah. if you're, if you're wise don't, don't and you're smart stupid. about it. Right. Right.
1: And, and when I say, don't be stupid, what I mean is don't go spend a, a bunch of money on overpriced stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going to help you, you know, buying a ton of stuff and, and spending money you don't have putting your budget tighter where you can't pay the mortgage is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting to you know spend maybe the same or a little bit more than what you were gonna but start to think about foods that are going to stretch a little bit longer things that are going to last a little bit you know further out that's what's going to make the difference and put you ahead that's what's going to make you prepared and that's uh-huh. that's really why you know we do all this this is why we plan nobody Thought, hey, there's going to be a big pandemic flu or virus that's going to keep us from going out and, you know, cripple our economy and slow everything down and, and mess stuff up. It was a possibility, but it was a long shot. You know, mm-hmm. it's not what people thought would happen. But history tells us every once in a while, shit like that does happen. So mm-hmm. to just be naive and pretend that we can just not prepare at all in life is a mistake. You need to really start looking to the future, look at the possibilities, realize that the government is coming for your guns and make the right choices. That's all yep. I'm saying.
2: Now, how many people have you heard ask you about how to get guns? Probably not a whole lot because you're in North Carolina and and or wherever you're at and you can you can just get guns, uh they're like, uh, they just hand them out at banks and shit, don't they?
1: Yeah. Well, you get one with every purchase. I mean, it used to be a blender. Now they just a uh, shotgun with the car or whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. I'm still up here in in New York, and and all the people that uh that were the uh, diehard liberals now are asking me uh asking me about okay. how to how to get a gun. Um, dude, you can't remember all those uh all those retards you voted into office that promised to uh ban guns. It, they worked it worked so now you're fine Nailed it. Yep. Yeah. now you have a six-month waiting period for a handgun in new york state i mean it's not what it, it's not exactly oh, six I months to get to, to get, get the a concealed
1: carry and, and right and you get a permit yeah, to own know, one. sounds
2: right you know it's it's preposterous so yeah. you know think about that when you're when you're going into the voting booth and uh you're planning on voting for somebody that's uh you know, pro gun control. that might come back yeah. and bite you in the ass.
1: Yeah, I actually heard about it in New York, uh what once all this first went down and they were starting to shut businesses down, they were having like outside like yard sales at the gun store. Yeah. Where they were lining stuff up and you could come and pick one and they basically would sell you, oh I have two guns left. You can have this shotgun or this shotgun. Right. And uh yeah, one of my uh, my buddies from New York called me up and was like, "Yeah, I just went and bought this." And he's like, "Yeah, it's a, a 12 gauge and it's whatever." And oh, he sold me like 14 gauge ammo, and <laughs> but, but he told me,
2: and I'm like, "Right." Yeah, and that line go- so that line at the gun shop now is so long, you don't yeah. even want to go back. You're
1: not going back. And mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, man, you don't do it when everybody's panicking and pay in a premium. Right. And that's with anything. You know, you just want to be able to look into the future a little bit. And I'm not saying you need to be, you know, a fortune teller or whatnot. I'm just saying use common sense. Realize where the trends are going. Start to pay attention. Notice what's going on in the grocery store. Notice what's there, what's not there. And mm-hmm. start to see what you can do to you know plan a little bit ahead to make sure you're not the one stuck think about the things you need you know smack around your kids a little bit and be like hey i'm going to the store are you going to run out of freaking shampoo tomorrow or you know what tell me and instead of wait until you know you come back and then you're stuck but instead of just buying one See how the situation is and you know get ahead of things if you can. Mm-hmm. And like I said, spend money you don't have, just see if you can stretch it a little bit and you know plan ahead and don't, you know, blow every penny on nonsense. Um I know where I am, things are starting to open up, um, the money's starting to flow at work, you know, they're all oh, overtime, hey, everything's great and whatever. But keep socking away and prepare a little bit for the future. You know, that's Um, right. Just be aware of what's coming and what the possible world is having a little cushion. You know, I, I don't foresee a world where cash, you know, it doesn't seem like that's the way it's heading. Um, But have a little money accessible. Just if things get hairy at the bank, have a little cash on hand, Um, you know, just plan a little bit, Uh, you know, Honestly, nobody wants to go to the bank to put money in to pay your bills. So mm-hmm. you know, accordingly. And honestly, I guess money's depreciating so fast, you may as well just spend it all, right? Or better yet, why don't you log on to Patreon.com and search "Prepping Badass," and you guys could support us there. And we might yeah, be if able you're to looking, with-
2: if you are looking to get rid of all your worthless dollars, yes. send them to us.
1: We'll help you out. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Just saying.
1: Or another way to get rid of your dollars and turn it into real tangible physical products. There's a great company called Pack. And what they do is they have a, a random package of gear basically for the AR-15 enthusiast. And they put together a bunch of cool products that they're able to buy in bulk so they can get you a better deal and basically give you about a $100 worth of value every time by you signing up and sending them $49.95 a month. They're going to send out some bulk freaking awesome AR-15 stuff. You're going to get cool things you never even knew you needed. That's how many Mm -hmm. cool things they have. Yep. And I'm just saying that could help. And if you use the code BADASS, they used to send you a gun cleaning mat that would come with it that was pretty cool. Now, I don't know if they've sold out of those, but I know they will send you something awesome. And if you don't like it, just send it to me. I mean, it could go that way too. So whatever. So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
2: The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. <clears throat>